Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hour number two of The Rob Carson Show. Next hour, at the bottom of the hour, Alan, Alan Dershowitz joins us. Uh, Alan Dershowitz is a liberal in the classic sense. He, he is a liberal. This is why I like him. Because he is able to use uh, common sense. He's able to uh, uh, think about uh, alternative viewpoints. Liberal used to mean open-minded. I remember, I think it was in uh, my like second year out of school, I, I heard, you know, liberalism is open-minded. Liberalism means open-minded. And then I, I saw what was happening in uh, universities like Stevens College in Columbia, Missouri, where I lived at the time. And I was like... Well, that isn't very open-minded. I mean, they're not very open-minded when they literally want to take the word men out of the word women and spell it with a Y. I remember that. That was back in, like, 1991. They didn't want men and women. <laughs> and that's where the stupid really really began to happen. So uh, <laughs> I, think it's kind of, uh, I think it's kind of funny. Um, we've got a, a lot of things to get to uh, this hour. I want to get some audio from... Uh, well, uh, the, the, something that sealed the deal for me in realizing that removing um, Kevin McCarthy was the right thing to do. And again, guys, we don't need to get all uh, emotional about it, all hurt about it and everything. Um, Kevin McCarthy got removed because he didn't do what he said he was going to do. There you go. That's all. He had a shot. Step down. I don't need to hear your life story. I don't need to hear how horrible and all this. You, you didn't do it, man. It, it was the first time we uh, put these rules in place and we put them in place in case you didn't do the job you said you were going to do. And you get fired. There you go. Honestly, quit being so hurt about it. Uh, the American people don't feel like Congress is doing anything for them. I know this. I see it every day. Most registered voters have major concerns about President Joe Biden's age and health. But you know what? Joe Scarborough, even two weeks ago, saying Joe Biden is sharp as a tack. He's perfectly fine. Why is that? It's like maybe the major networks, nobody's listening to them because they lie about everything. Yeah, that's it. The survey asked respondents to identify whether they have major concerns, moderate concerns, or minor concerns, or no concerns about a range of topics, one of them being Biden's health and age. 59% have major concerns. 15% have moderate. And combined, that's 74%. 34% said they have concerns about Trump's mental and physical health based on nothing. Based on nothing. He had a mental exam. Uh, he's had physical exams. He's fine. They even combed over every year. They give him a, uh, they audit his taxes. And you know what else? Yeah, there wasn't anything found on that either. So there you go. Democrats fear the term Bidenomics is backfiring. Maybe this is why they voted yesterday to oust Kevin McCarthy. They wanted to distract from this crap. Well, of course they did. The Biden re-election campaign's decision to brand the economy under the president's name Bidenomics is looking like an early blunder that misread the public's deep pessimism about how things are going on that front. It was a colossal faceplant. How would you ever believe, considering the suffering that so many people are doing, and I've seen it up, up front and personal a couple years now, in person, 
going to small towns across the country, all the way down to Florida, all the way up to, to South Dakota. People are suffering. People know the economy is sour when they said, okay, let's go ahead and try to do like Joseph Stalin and just tell people that Bidenomics is working and say it enough and let the mainstream media cover it. Then people won't even forget the fact that they'll, they'll completely forget the fact that they can't afford to feed their families. Dear Lord, Hillary Clinton, the woman who literally paid for a dossier to interfere with an election and worked with the FBI and has not been held accountable. She says that it'll be dark and dystopian if Trump is the 2024 nominee. Kind of like the way uh, uh, Bill feels every morning. He wakes up, he rolls over and looks at her. He just feels dark and dystopian. Clinton said the alternative is so dark and dystopian. He wants to undermine the rule of law to destroy our institutions. <laughs> so, yeah, our institutions are screwed to pull us out of NATO. Do Putin's bidding. Get over that, dear God. Uh, there was no Russia collusion, okay? So, honestly, woman, just please go do something else. Just do something else. Unwilling to stand up for real American values. Oh, dear Lord, she's the one who's talking to us about values. The woman whose husband cheated her way through the entire marriage, and she's like, stand by him. To put one person above the country, none of that is American. You are the exa- you're all of those things, Hillary. Eh, whatever, I'm done with her. Who cares? Lead Republicans have uh, uh, over Democrats when it comes to economic prosperity. Fifty-three percent of Americans said the GOP is more likely to do a better job of keeping the country prosperous. Thirty-nine percent said they favor Democrats on the issues facing the economy. The people who uh, who say they favor Democrats, the people who say that the economy is fine, have so much money they don't experience what you and I have been through. That's really it. I mean, you know, uh, East Coast uh, libs, uh, uh, West Coast libs, making two hundred fifty to five hundred to a million dollars a year, they don't feel it. They send somebody else to Whole Foods to do their shopping. They don't understand what you and I are going through. So, you know, keep, keep saying Bidenomics is great. Do it. Because, you know, honestly, nobody believes it. Nobody believes it. So, Matt Gaetz, uh, uh, this is, this is uh, uh, Larry Hogan. Larry Hogan, the uh, rhino governor from uh, Maryland who, after two terms in office, he was known as Lockdown Larry, uh, literally uh, made the Republican Party even weaker in Maryland, as though that were possible. And he says Matt Gates is a disgrace and has done more to the, da- the Rep- damage the Republican Party with his actions than any Democrat ever could. Uh, Larry Hogan is with us right now, the former... Oh, he's with Neil Cavuto. He's a... Uh, wow. Maryland governor, what he makes of this. I what, used to like Neil Cavuto. What do you think of him? Not anymore. Well, it's uh, it's kind of a mess, right? It's a train wreck. <laughs> uh, no, I, no, really. right? I don't know exactly no, how it's... the vote's going to come out. It's very, very close, uh, but it's not looking great. And uh, I think you know, we're going to see shortly... Uh, how it turns out, but yeah, it, well, it turned out that Kevin McCarthy has to leave the uh, the speakership. Let's hear a little bit of his speech. And I want to move on to some other things. By the way, here's uh, Kevin McCarthy. I told you that he uh, was actually speaking yesterday in message pillows. Uh, those those little messages you see everywhere. My wife's got one in the bathroom. It's I don't know what it is. It says something like uh, I don't give a crap or whatever. Uh, you know they say uh, inspirational things like uh, dogs are love. You know things like that. Kevin McCarthy's entire speech was like that yesterday. I've always been excited that I've been a happy conservative, but I've always believed that I've been so fortunate to be an American. My journey to this office. Do you, do you see what I mean about the vinyl siding salesman? 
was something people wouldn't understand. I grew up in a town of Bakersfield, California, the son of a firefighter. I don't regret my efforts to build coalitions and find... He likes to extend the final syllable of the word... Solutions. (laughs) I was raised to solve problems, not create them. Oh. So I may have lost... Wow, hold on. We got to hear that one again. That's a bumper sticker from way back... I was raised to solve problems, not create them. Yeah, could you put that on a T-shirt, please? Thank you very much. So I may have lost a vote today, but as I walk out of this chamber, I feel fortunate to have served the American people. Here we go. I leave the speakership with a sense of pride, accomplishment, and, yes, optimism. There you go. uh, Here here he is uh, going full-blown message, T-shirt, and pillow. Mission has always been to make tomorrow better than today. Make tomorrow better than today. I fought for what I believe in, and I believe in this country of America. I fought for what I believe in, I believe in this country. Oh, here he is. He kind of dips into uh, Dr. Seuss. Hold on a second. This is Kevin McCarthy dipping into Dr. Seuss. Our energy bill. But if they want to hold me liable because the Senate didn't take it up or the president didn't take it up, that's politics for what I know. But the one thing I do know, this country is too great for small visions of those eight. Oh, my God. He did. Hold on, let's hear, let's hear that again. It's too great for small visions of those eight. Of uh, those eight that we hate, and uh, it's not great. But the one thing I do know, <laughs> this country is too great for small visions of those eight. Oh, this country is too great for small visions of those eight. Is, I mean, now I know they made the right decision. Oh, unbelievable. Here's Jim Gossett for Kevin. Stranger to the right. And I posted. Kevin's a rhino. Won't put up a fight. People get fired all the time. And you and I know he talks a real good game, but never follows through. Pretty, Pretty much, actually. Hasn't really done a whole lot. Matt Gates had it right. He tried to tell us down the rivers where Kevin would sell us. They must replace him now. Yes, it is overdue. Stranger to the right. That's McCarthy. He's a stranger to the right. And from that moment that he got the speaker gig, Kevin betrayed us big, made a deal to tax and spend. His speakership, it's time to end. All the backroom deals, Kevin's been making, and the promises that he's been breaking. Time to say goodnight. Good night, Kevin. You stranger too. That is uh, beautiful. Jim Gossett, by the way. We will be on stage together uh, November the 16th in Baltimore. We uh, uh, we got rid of all the tickets. People wanted the tickets. We had a register, and uh, uh, we got about uh, three or 500 people for the show. And, uh, you know, we'll see if, if they maybe add a show. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe add an event. But the, uh, the uh, desire for tickets was pretty darn high because people want to be entertained. It's kind of interesting. Federal government is uh, is being blasted for spending. Are you ready? Are you ready? This is why Kevin McCarthy was fired, in case you wanted to know. $3.3 billion on office furniture while employees worked from home. $250,000 on solar-powered picnic tables. What the hell do you need a solar-powered picnic? What does it do? What does it, it sits there? 
keeps bears away. I don't know. So anyway, yeah. Uh, some of the things they spend it on. Here you go. The egregious spending habits of U.S. government, including $250,000 on solar-powered picnic tables for the CDC, 120000 on plush Ethan Allen leather chairs, a bombshell watchdog report found over $1 billion a year was spent on lavish decor for federal spaces between 20 and 22, 2020 and 2022, while just a fraction of the employees were working. There you go. Are you are you tired of hearing that? Aren't you tired? Of, I mean, it's the oldest joke in the book. Do you think they need to spend $100,000 on a toilet seat? Remember that joke from Independence Day, the movie? It was, it was uh, uh, Judd Hurst said it. You think they spent $150,000 on a toilet seat? What? Are you tired of this crap? Well, are you tired of them spending so high on the hog, living so high on the hog while you're suffering? It's just, it's ridiculous. Among the most maddening purchases, $237,000 on electric picnic tables at the CDC. Uh, the generous uh, frugal said, uh, pension benefit guarantee corporation spent $15 million on new furniture, $14,400 for each of its 1,000 employees. You can't afford friggin', you, you gotta go to, you gotta go to Dollar General to buy hamburger helper because you can't afford the beef. So there you go. Uh, let's go to Keith at Odenton. Hello, Keith. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Hey, Rob. How you doing? I just have this kind of lemon stuck in my head, and I wanted to share it with you, because this could be the campaign commercial of all times. I mean, if Trump could somehow be convinced to, to run for speaker and get the job, and then in a couple months when Biden has to do his State of the Union, and yes. Donald oh. Trump is sitting behind him, and Donald Trump is sitting back there, and instead of pulling Pelosi and rolling his eyes and stuff, he just sits back here and looks presidential while Biden stands out in front and makes a fool out of himself. Yeah. What do you think about tearing up the speech afterwards? <laughs> oh, no, I don't know. I think he should use it as a campaign commercial. Don't give them any negative thing. He can scowl. He can, fur, you know, wrinkle his forehead or something. But he should look presidential. And just pray to God that Biden just makes a complete fool at him. So, or, or he could just look at Biden like um, like he did in his mugshot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 that would work. That would work. I uh, all right, Keith. I think it's a brilliant idea, Keith. I really do. I think there was nothing that would... This would not only upset the apple cart, it would kick the apple cart off a cliff and it would fall for thousands of feet before exploding. That's what it would do to the apple cart. (laughs) I appreciate the call. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Back in a few. A little uh, Black Betty. It's a great song. Ram Jam. It's one of my daughter's favorite songs. I know it's kind of cool when your kid goes, oh, I know what that song is. I love that song. My daughter. She's awesome. Uh, okay, so uh, Alan Dershowitz is going to be with us at the bottom of the hour. <gasps> yeah. I'm looking forward to talk to him about all the uh, idiotic indictments of Donald Trump that are uh, a distraction and attempt to interfere in an election, which Democrats are uh, want to do. Here is Newsmax this morning, Donald Trump, outside of the New York courtroom. Today, if you read the New York Blood Journal, they basically say they have no but I'm here, stuck here, and I can't complain. I'd rather be right now in Iowa. I'd rather be in New Hampshire, South Carolina, or Ohio, or a lot of other places. But I'm stuck here because I have a corrupt attorney general that communicates with the DOJ in Washington to keep me nice and busy. 
because I'm leading Biden in the polls by a lot. That's all this is. This is election interference. They made up a fake case. They're fraudulent people. And the judge- they want to take. Uh, they want to charge him two hundred fifty million dollars. They want to fine him two hundred fifty million dollars for using the uh, the instruments of business to get loans and then to pay them back with interest. It's such a joke. Honestly, it is such a joke. I don't care what you think about Trump, but you'd be next. You will be next. Just, just ridiculous. Uh, real quick uh, headline. This is pretty funny. In in Kansas, where I live, Kansas side of Kansas City, new electric vehicle factory in Kansas is demanding so much energy that the state's going to have to keep a coal-fired plant open to power it. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, don't it? Japanese country Panasonic Tonic set to receive $6.8 billion from the Inflation Reduction Act to put more electric vehicles on the road that nobody wants, particularly in Kansas, because it's a really long state and people actually work. $4 billion electric vehicle plant in DeSoto will help satisfy the Biden's administration's efforts to get everyone into an EV. Problem is, they got to keep a coal fire plant open to power the plant because it requires enough energy for a small city. I don't know if you knew this, but uh, a coal fire plant is uh, fossil fuel. See, that's the, the idiocy of, uh, of electric vehicles. Electric vehicles, literally all you have is a battery in the car and an electric motor, and you got to make the power. Okay, the, the power isn't made in the car. <laughs> so the power has to be made outside the car. And, and where I live right now, that power comes from fossil fuel. So you're literally creating a middleman to pay more for the same damn thing that you're putting in your car. It, it's, so, it's just so beyond stupid. It's just, it, you know, EVs are for posers. They just are. Uh, I mean, commuter cars and golf carts, that's what they're good for. Robert Kennedy Jr. Uh, could be running as an independent. Who would it hurt? Who would it hurt? There's been a lot of polls. There's a new one out. Oh, yeah, yeah, Robert Kennedy Jr. take all sorts of votes from Trump. No, he won't. You know why? Because of what I just played with Donald Trump. There you go. Uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. will take Democrats from Joe Biden, who believe in the foundational principles of the country and know the country is going in the, right, uh, the wrong direction. Okay, so all those Kennedy Democrats would be Kennedy Democrats again. So... I think, without a doubt, more people would follow Robert Kennedy Jr. to a third-party run. You know it would be epic? The greatest ticket of all time, as far as just stirring up the pot and blowing up Washington, D.C., Donald Trump, third-party, Kennedy is running there. I'm just thinking out loud. I'm just thinking out I'm not saying it's a possibility. It's really going to happen. It's kind of like Trump being Speaker of the House. Would I love to see it just to watch the fireworks? Hell yeah. Would I love to see it because he'd get stuff done that we've been begging Washington to do forever? Then he could become the president again? Oh, hell yeah. I don't know if they have the cojones to try something like that. Oh, by the way, also, Robert Kennedy Jr., despite an attempt on his life, still not being given Secret Service protection. You know Why? Because Joe Biden will stop at nothing to keep him from competing with him, being considered serious, including, you know, if he gets hurt, he gets hurt. That's what I believe. Why would you not give Robert Kennedy Jr. Secret Service protection when Secret Service protection was ordered for presidential candidates after Robert Kennedy Jr.'s dad got assassinated? Yeah, that's when it happened. And now he's running again, and he just had somebody show up with a gun, uh, you know, wanting to uh, assassinate him. But this is the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party is evil. They are not good people. 
And that's why I think uh, so many good Democrats, and I believe there are a lot of them, would follow Robert Kennedy Jr. away from the train wreck in the White House. Okay, we've got Alan Dershowitz next. Don't go anywhere. Joining us on the Newsmax Hotline is my favorite liberal academic ever. He is a thought leader. He is a best-selling author, and he is Alan Dershowitz. He also wrote this terrific book that I have right here. It's called Get Trump. Good morning, Professor, or good afternoon, I should say. How are you today? Well, I'm doing good. Certainly my predictions that I made in Get Trump <laughs> have unfortunately been coming true. Uh, the title oh. of the book comes from... Letitia James's campaign pledge to get wow. Trump. And now she's gotten Trump. She got him before the best possible judge she could. The judge yesterday announced from the bench that Trump is, quote, just a bad guy. Just a bad. This is the judge. This is the judge who says that Mar-a-Lago, well, according to this, according to that, according to the other thing, may be worth only between 17, uh, 18, and 27 million dollars. Uh, I'd buy that in a minute for that and and make 200% profit immediately. Uh, and, and he's going to be sitting and judging what the values of these properties are and how much money Trump should have to pay. Obviously, he's already made his positions very clearly known. <clears throat> We had heard the first day that 80% of the case had been thrown out. I don't have all the details in front of me. Uh, and, and to me, that sounded like I think some people thought, oh, well, this is hopeful. But I, I don't think it is. I think the judge is still uh, profoundly anti-Trump. Uh, and, and I don't think he's going to get a fair shake out of this. Do, what did you have to say when you heard that? And then I'd also like to, I saw you on Twitter this morning. We're talking about uh, uh, was Trump denied a jury? So if we could we could start and then, and then I want to hear what you think about uh, why. Trump was denied a jury, or did he choose it? Uh, but anyway, if you would like to go ahead, please do. Sure. We don't know the answer to that question. He wouldn't have gotten a jury trial in any event on everything the judge threw out. Once the judge granted summary judgment, it didn't matter whether it was before a judge or a jury. The judge said, basically, this case is over. I am ruling against you without a jury because the evidence is so overwhelming. Well, the evidence isn't, in my view. Uh, overwhelming, but the judge denied him a right to jury trial on those issues. Whether or not his own lawyers waived a jury trial on some of the other issues is still subject to dispute. Trump today repeated that he was denied a jury trial, he wants a jury trial, he was denied a jury trial, and everybody's entitled to a jury trial in general on most issues. Now, New York was very complex on this and too detailed to get into, but clearly, uh, he was denied a jury trial on the issues on which summary judgment were granted. I wanted to, I've been dying to talk to you about this because I, I watch you constantly on Newsmax and other places, and I, I just I, I, there are a million things I want to ask you, so I'm going to try and get it all in a limited amount of time. Uh, you've got four indictments that have come down this year, all simultaneously, and I mean seriously. Uh, the reason being is it is election interference. They sat on these cases to tangle up Donald Trump. That to me says conspiracy and collusion. What well, are the possibilities? Don't you don't think so? You don't think that I all of these coming down at the same time? Okay. Well, no, I think it, it is significant that they all came down together, and two of them by the same person, Jack Smith. But the other two, one from New York, the absurd indictment in New York uh, for not disclosing on a corporate form hush payments that he was alleged to have made. 
Uh, that was done by a state prosecutor, as was the case in Georgia. So I don't know if there was overt collusion, but clearly the get Trump mob has a strategy. The strategy, let's get them convicted. Let's get them found guilty of fraud. And then they may very well be reversed on appeal because these are very, very questionable cases. But the reversal on appeal will occur only after the election. So the election interference will have been accomplished. You get the convictions before the elections and then the reversals on appeal after the elections. That's just unfair. Unfair uh, this not is- to Donald Trump, but to the American public, the American voters. Well, this is, uh, it's outrageous is what it is, the, that uh, they would uh, do something like this. This is the uh, third world stuff. And on the other side, you've got uh, you've got Joe Biden, and it sounds like the Biden uh, uh, machine uh, trying to prevent RFK from becoming a viable candidate. And, and I was curious in, in asking you, you are uh, a Democrat, you are a liberal. Uh, don't you think that RFK is taking a, a page from the playbook of uh, John F. Kennedy as far as the Democrat Party? Don't you find uh, maybe a return to some some of the principles that RFK has, or JFK espoused is refreshing. And why why uh, does the Democrat left hate that so much? I, I'd love your opinion on RFK and on the fight to keep him from even having a chance against Joe Biden. Well, I've been a friend of our of JFK Jr. RFK Jr. for a long time. Um, I worked with his father uh, in the 1968 election. I had <clears throat> dinner with his father when I was a law clerk on the Supreme Court. So, and I've been very close to Ted Kennedy over the years, um, and I think it's outrageous that the Secret Service does not afford protection to um, uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. He has gotten threats. He is very controversial uh, on the issue of vaccines and on many other issues, and there's no doubt that he is a candidate who could have a big impact on the election if he takes votes away from one candidate more than the other. It could result in what happened with Bill Clinton. Obviously, Bill Clinton was helped enormously by a third-party Republican candidate. So, uh, yes, he should be getting assistance. And and although I disagree with many of the things that uh, uh, Robert Kennedy says, uh, he is very well-meaning. And I think he believes them sincerely. And I think he does pose alternatives within the Democratic Party that Democrats what to consider very seriously. Remember, the vast majority of Americans don't want to see Trump versus Biden in the next election. They would prefer to see alternatives. And that alternative, one of the alternatives, obviously, is Robert Kennedy, who should be given complete and total protection against any threats to his life or safety. It's interesting because uh, we see this effort, and it is very clear. It is a uh, it is an effort to uh, keep Donald Trump from running. Uh, you know, there's a fantasy of sending him to jail, which I don't think will happen. But there is the attempt to keep him from running and and uh, getting an office again. And yet, at the same time, you have Democrats saying, "But you know, uh, we're not afraid of him. He wouldn't win anyway. Uh, he couldn't win in the general." I would venture to say that uh, they're lying through their teeth on that. Uh, what are you? What are your thoughts on? On, uh, well, on that, uh, no, that, that, nobody knows. One, one thing that is very clear, and that is that this get Trump posse and mentality is helping Trump get the nomination. What impact it will have on the elections, nobody could know. Uh, I'm pretty good at predicting outcomes, but even Nostradamus couldn't tell you who's going to win this presidential election. At the moment, it seems like neither candidate uh, has above the 
the 50% or what's needed to get the Electoral College. But things change, obviously. Today, um, uh, President Biden obviously tried to get voters by canceling some student debts, some of them for very wealthy kids, which shouldn't happen. This should be a means test at the very least. But nobody can predict the outcome of this election. But there's no doubt that the Democrats, many in the Democratic Party, are trying to influence the election um, through these indictments and through this fraud prosecution. This fraud prosecution in New York is one of the worst things I've ever seen. Why should an attorney general be spending her time and the resources of New York protecting banks when the banks don't even want protection? The banks have said, hey, we made a good deal with Trump. We made a lot of money off him. He paid us interest. He paid the loans back on time. No harm, no foul. Why is there going to be a three-month trial to determine that nobody was hurt, there's no complaining witnesses, when crime is rampant in New York? It it seems just so political. Yeah, I wanted to ask you because I see a couple posts on your uh, on your uh, Twitter. I'll just gonna call it Twitter. I don't call it X. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, uh, Bob Menendez and his indictment. Uh, they sat on it for 15 months. Oddly enough, they raided Trump's Mar-a-Lago and uh, and put some nicely framed photographs of evidence and leaked it out to the press. But they sat on Bob Menendez for 15 months with pictures of gold bars and cash throughout his home. What are your thoughts on Bob Menendez and this case suddenly coming up right now? And and you had also mentioned uh, equal injustice. What do you mean by that? Well, I hate the fact that the Justice Department puts out uh, staged photographs, uh, photographs of money sticking out of people's pocket or gold bars or, in, in the case of Donald Trump, uh, classified material spread over the floor, not by Donald Trump, obviously, but by the Justice Department. These staged photographs uh, are inadmissible in trial. And they're designed only to influence the jury improperly. So I think there are injustices on both sides. Look, uh, I like Bob Menendez. He has been a very, very centrist Democrat, a strong supporter of Israel, uh, uh, an opponent of the Iran horrible deal that Obama uh, put forward. And, and, and so I hope he's not guilty. But I want to wait and see what the evidence is. Uh, these are not easy cases to prove. There are easy cases to prove in the court of public opinion if you have, you know, money sticking out of people's pockets and and gold bars shown, but they're much harder to prove in court. Absolutely. Uh, let me ask you this. I wasn't. Uh, I was a toddler in 1968. You were in the thick of it. I remember you telling me stories about going into the uh, the South, being told uh, by your uh, your uh, uh, the people who were there with you, do not spit on the sidewalk because they will throw right. you in jail. Uh, what What is this? When you look at the country right now, and, and it seems like we are in a great deal of turmoil with regard to the southern border, fentanyl crisis, um, a Democrat-run cities collapsing uh, with crime and all that. What? what uh, how would you compare what's going on in our country right now versus 1968? Because to me, it, it sounds like people are kind of pushing back like a, a counter-revolution against the nonsense from D.C. Do you see any similarities? Do you see things uh, worse or better? I see similarities. I think they're much worse. I think it's worse than McCarthyism. I have a new book coming out about uh, the new McCarthyism. It's worse than McCarthyism and worse than the 60s. I'll tell you why. And that is because now the people who are denying us our civil liberties are young people in college and professors, and they're the future. They're going to be our congressional and senatorial and even presidential leaders. 
in 10, 20, 30 years, and they're being taught that free speech doesn't matter, that due process doesn't matter, that the ends justify the means, that you can use criminal trials and weaponize them against political opponents. That's why it's more dangerous, even than McCarthyism or some of the things that happened in the 1960s. We're on a bad, bad trajectory. I know we are. And, uh, I know we are. I, I hope we can reverse that. Well, we've got a few things going. We've got a DOJ that has clearly been weaponized against at least a presidential candidate, if not a, a, a political movement. You may like it or not. It's clear to me that there is being weaponized uh, with regard to the treatment of Hunter Biden versus uh, Donald Trump. You've also got this massive censorship by the federal government of freedom of speech, which we've never seen before. And presumably, uh, sometimes your opinions are unpopular with the left because you speak common sense, Alan Dershowitz. Uh, what well, kind not of only uh... unpopular? Not only unpopular, <laughs> but they're yes. coming after me. I mean, you know, the '65 Project, which is this left-wing McCarthyite group that threatens any lawyer who any defends any constitutional rights that relate to Donald Trump or any of his associates. They promised to go and try to disbar and discipline any such lawyers. And when I said I would defend any such lawyers free of charge, what do you think they did? They filed the bar complaint against me to try to stop me from defending lawyers that they're accusing. So this kind of left-wing McCarthyism is dangerous to all of us, because once you start attacking zealous lawyers, uh, you know, it's Shakespeare. Shakespeare said uh, through one of his villains, first let's kill the lawyers. That's what Mao and Stalin and, and Putin have done, and we don't want to ever see that come to America. Uh, Professor Dershowitz, it's been a real pleasure having you on today. Get Trump is the uh, is the book, and uh, and uh, thus far the federal government is call is just following your book like uh, like IKEA instructions. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. Yes, yes. Well, I wish you the very best. When is your next well, book coming you. out? The, the one you talked uh, about. When's the next? Probably in the next. Probably in the next few months. Probably before very the end of the year. Just before well, the end of the year. Probably. It, it's be been a real. Uh, Good. Thanks. <laughs> It's been a real pleasure having you on, and we'll talk again soon. Let's take a break. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. This is not an EV, and it never will be, because EVs are for posers. <laughs> uh, Alan Dershowitz, get Trump. I uh, I love uh, listening to Alan Dershowitz. I do not agree with a lot of the things that he says, but he's... Uh, He's a great liberal. He really, really is. I'd love to break bread or or break challah, as the case may be with uh, with Alan Dershowitz. Uh, great stuff. So, oh, I, I think we need to uh, do a catch the stupid update. What do you say? Stupid, 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 stupid people, 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 people. Just plain stupid. Stupid as stupid does, Miss Blue. Who got stupid? So, uh, a couple of really stupid things going on in the uh, in the world. Los Angeles has uh, has now a zero bail policy. I don't even know that. Yeah, Los Angeles, is the latest uh, uh, city to get rid of bail. The state of Illinois is doing the same thing, uh, and they're going to uh, go to hell in a handbasket. Uh, judges ruled that uh, you know it's discriminatory to hold people in jail for uh, for crimes, and would rather have people like uh, I don't know uh, murderers uh, go out and uh, and wait for their trial. So that's the latest from Los Angeles. And then there's this. Defund the police protesters are marching on the Seattle uh, home of Mayor Bruce Harrell after he announced $17 million more for police. This is people are moving like rats scurrying from a sinking ship from Seattle because uh, the left has made Seattle a hellhole.
Now, here's a uh, here's a uh, audio of the protests. I want you to listen to these morons. These are people. They are speaking talking points of the communist left. The same talking points they are fed in academia. This is what's being taught in America's high schools and particularly universities. It is. Uh, it is absolutely a textbook case. Listen to the talking lines. Community, let alone working class BIPOC communities. Police were forced. Oh, the old BIPOC communities. From slave catchers and union busters. <laughs> so uh, the police were slave catchers and union busters. That's that's right out of college. They're not here to protect us, but to brutalize us. No, no, they're not. Um, when you get robbed, who are you going to call? No, I'm not going to say it. Their purpose in a capitalist state is to protect the power and property of the wealthy. Yeah, the, the capitalist state fuels the machine that is of our oppression. Yeah. And SPOG is not a labor union protecting the working class. It's a fraternity that protects... Are you sure it's a fraternity? Because I think fraternities are made for men... And uh, cisgendered males are, you know, the bane of our existence. It enables the cops' ability to surveil us, beat us, gun us down, and quash our movements. Their quote-unquote work is state-sanctioned violence. Okay, well, here, here's what I would suggest, and I, and I do mean this 100%. Those who believe, if you are so principled and believe that the police are the root of all evil as that an insufferable whatever the hell she is just said if you believe that then you should leave a sign on your door i'm, I'm totally certain or in your lawn that says we do not support the police they are slave catchers and union busters and we will not call 911 if we get into trouble as a principled stance against the police who are the arbiters of brutality in neighborhoods of BIPOC people. How about that? So I'm, I'm sorry, call the police department non-emergency number and tell them, hey, I'm Joe Blow, the libtard from, uh, you know, wherever with the degree from Berkeley who lives in Seattle. Uh, do not respond to my 911 calls if I am robbed, uh, if I am being sexually assaulted or, uh, you know, kidnapped. Uh, do not listen. To, it's like that scene in Young Frankenstein when, when Gene Wilder went into the, the room with the monster. He says, no matter what. Don't let me out. Don't. And immediately starts begging. That's what's going to happen with these. So honestly, if you believe this, as this woman is, and she's a white woman in a neighborhood of BIPOC people who would like to have the police, but she's a white Karen, and she's saying these things about the police, put your money where your mouth is, put a sign on your yard that says criminals welcome police not, if you really believe those things. But you never do, because liberals are always ignorant. They are always ignorant. They're always shooting their mouths off before their brains can kick in. And even if their brains would kick in, it wouldn't be an intelligent thought anyway. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. Wide web. This is The Rob Carson Show. It is, and we have uh, much to get to this hour. The number is 800-922-6680. What a week, right? I mean, we're witnessing historic things happening. As I said in the beginning of the show, you know, Kevin McCarthy was voted out as the uh, Speaker of the House. And everybody knew what he had to do. I mean, it was written in, uh, you know, in a contract. Here's what you do. You want to become the uh, Speaker of the House? We need you to do this. And, and if you don't do that, then we have this procedure to get rid of you. Okay. So why are you all butthurt about it? 
Honestly, why are you all so upset about it? I, I mean, I, I, I'm not, this doesn't have to be divisive. This doesn't have to be, the caucus, these guys are traitors. 98% of the caucus wanted Kevin to stay. Well, you know what? 75% of the American people didn't. So, honestly, here's the deal. You brought in an interim head coach. They weren't, he wasn't able to get the team motivated. There you go. You move on. Dear Lord, why do you have to get all bent out of shape? Honestly, just bent out of shape. He wasn't getting it done. He he did what we thought he would do, right? Are any of you surprised that Kevin McCarthy didn't solve the border crisis? Are any of you surprised that Kevin McCarthy didn't do anything about the uh, out-of-control spending in D.C.? Did he just rubber stamp a massive increase on our federal budget? He'd say that we're cutting spending by 8%, but it's just a decrease in the rate of increase? It's a joke. You get fired. Boop, there you go. Find another job. Dear Lord, I'm not, I'm not hurting for Kevin McCarthy. He lost his job. Who cares? Dear Lord, we got too many things to worry about in this country. I don't know, like saving the damn country? How about that? How about saving the country? Everybody, in the, everybody I know is panicked about the country and ready to fight for it and, and are pissed off that nobody's fighting for him in Washington, D.C. That's why Kevin McCarthy isn't the damn Speaker of the House anymore. People are tired of people going to Washington, D.C. and spending their lives telling us how to live ours. And when they get there, doing what everybody else has done. Same old, same old. Same old CR. Same old bloated budget nobody reads. Nonsense. And we're $33 trillion in debt. Whatever. I mean, I'm honestly, I'm just kind of, kind of done with it. Uh, last night, uh, uh, Matt Gates appeared with uh, Eric Bowling on Newsmax. I thought he said some really powerful things, and you can say what you want about Matt Gates. I want you to take Matt Gates out of the equation. Just listen to what he says. How about that? How about instead going? He's young. He's cocky. He's got a big forehead. He's got this hair. He's, you know, he's three eyes. I don't. Yeah, how about just listen to what he says about what needs to be done in Washington D.C. and isn't getting done? We get a new speaker. Will the same rules and the same, I guess, risks come with the gavel to the new speaker that you outlined with, with uh, McCarthy. If the new speaker isn't going to bring Great the question. 12. Yeah, that's the point. This isn't about who the speaker is. It's about the work. Huh? The, the Bible tells us we have to know the tree by its fruit, right? So you can know the House of Representatives by what it's able to do in law to help the American people. And so far, Kevin McCarthy had not put us in a position to succeed. Some of the people I've mentioned, I think, would have the opportunity to do that. Okay, there we go. Here he is uh, kind of chiding Kevin about the end of his political career. Turns out what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Like, Kevin McCarthy is the one who architected and engineered the path of working with Democrats. We would not have increased the debt limit in this terrible deal that gave Joe Biden all of the leash that he wanted to harm Americans if Kevin McCarthy hadn't worked with Democrats. We wouldn't have had the continuing resolution that funded the entire government just the same way McConnell and Pelosi had negotiated if Kevin hadn't used Democrats. And the rules that I fought for to get these single subject bills to have accountability, those rules don't die with Kevin McCarthy's political career. <laughs> I had a friend of mine who, uh, who sold cars with me, and he wrote me, and I said that, uh, I said that uh, Matt Gates is a, is a disruptor. And he said, uh, uh, I guess they chose the form of the disruptor. Like in Ghostbusters, that it was Matt Gates. <laughs>
choose the form of the disruptor. It's the it's the destructor. And anyway, it's Matt Gates. Hey, I'm here. Uh, Fox News is all just I mean, bit out of shape over this. I mean, Janine Pirro, who I who I find uh, actually. Uh, Strangely attractive. Anyway, uh, but Janine Barrow, and I love her, by the way. I love her. Um, but Janine Barrow, she's been going uh, way. I was like, oh, I can't believe this is happening. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And that's whenever I see people like, uh, you know, the uh, former governor, Larry Hogan of Maryland and Fox News say that this is a bad decision. I realize hey, it's probably a really good decision. Here's uh, Jesse Waters. As of right now, no one is in charge of Congress. Ah! Eight Republicans, ah! angry at Kevin McCarthy, ah! sided with all House Democrats and chopped off his head. Republican Congressman Matt Gates from Florida, the ringleader. If the you ringleader. <laughs> remember, made McCarthy promise to cut spending yes, and, he didn't. and vote on clean budgets yeah, and he didn't. instead of force feeding members massive all in one 17,000 page. Now, I like uh, Jesse. I think he's great. I, I, on, this, on this point, we disagree. That's there you go. Steve Deese. I know Steve Deese. And, and, you know, he's all in on DeSantis. He's tweeting, hey, DeSantis got a $13 million donation. His campaign isn't dead. Well, yeah, it is. So he got a $13 million donation. Who cares? You know, and we can disagree to disagree. I'll chide him a little bit or whatever. At least I, I personally feel he's wrong on this one. I think he's not in touch with the American people on this one. Let's ask Scott in Kingsville. Scott, how are you, my friend? Welcome to the uh, Rob Carson Show. What's up today? Hello, Scott. Are you there? There. I'm here. Okay, no problem. I know how you can just set on hold. It's kind of like being on hold with Best Buy, waiting here for your your tech to get on hold. So I understand. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> okay. uh, two things. One before break. Can I help you? This. No. Uh, yes. One before the break, you were talking to a teacher and, and just playing how uh, she's indoctrinating people. And if, if you notice, it's only in the last I don't know 15, 20 years that more and more teachers and professors are indoctrinating kids. Yes. That's why so many of these kids are leaning liberal, because mm -hmm. they're taught hate our history, hate this country, hate everything that, that built this country, that yeah. made the, the greatest country in the world, hate our religion, hate Christianity. Um, so does anybody... And why are we paying as taxpayers to have an educational system that pays all this money to these schools and to these colleges. Go down Morgan State sometime and listen to one of those professors spewing yeah. hatred against against conservatives. Yeah. Jim, any Christmas is insane. That's number one. Number two, so far as the, the New York thing, where is the standing? To have standing to go against Donald Trump, you have to be harmed. New York City is not harmed by his transaction, so there is no case. And I'm thinking to myself, this is the favorite thing the Supreme Court always says. Well, you can't present this to us because you don't have standing. You can't present this to us. You don't have standing. You have to be harmed. How is New York City harmed because of his dealings with the bank and repaying the bank and loans and all? That has nothing to do with New York City. Of course it doesn't. Of course it doesn't. They're looking for anything. Scott, you know that uh, the expression, I believe this was used by Joseph Goebbels, he said, uh, uh, no, no, it was a Stalin uh, associate. He said, show me the man, I'll show you the crime. That's what they did with uh, Mar-a-Lago raid. They didn't have anything. You remember the day after it happened, Joe Scarborough said, oh, it was about nuclear secrets. It was about nuclear secrets. It wasn't about nuclear secrets. It was about finding anything anything and the same thing goes with this case in new york city they're saying that donald trump overinflated his property values to get uh, to get loans and pay them back you know guess what everybody does that 
All right, and in this case, in this case, exactly. Well, it was in. He does business in New York City, and they're looking for any excuse. And but they're not harmed by what he did. I know that, but it doesn't matter when you have an AG who was who was elected on the promise that she was going to go after Donald Trump with no crime in mind, no evidence in mind, just doing it. And that you know what? And when this is all said and done, and when Donald Trump is back in the White House, I hope that woman is uh, is brought up on charge. I hope she's completely disbanded or disbarred. Uh, I, and I think she should be an example to the to the rest of the legal community about how far this Justice Department, uh, with its uh, with its uh, chief uh, Merrick Garland and the tentacles extending down to these radical AGs and DAs, uh, they're going to have to be held accountable for this. Um, and I appreciate your phone call, Scott. I am told we are going to have this EAS test from FEMA. Coming up here at 20 after, Brian, am I right? Brian is my producer. He talks in my ear. About 20 minutes after the hour is when this EAS test is supposed to take place. And, and I don't blame you for not trusting the government because they lie to you about everything. But I'm going to say this appears to be a standard EAS test. It's not going to trigger any sort of, uh, uh, you know, uh, electrodes in your brain or something. It's not going to trigger something uh, associated with the, the vaccine or whatever. So anyway, that's coming up. Let's Let's take a break. This is the Rob Carson Show. So uh, my phone went off with the EAS test, and uh, nothing has happened. What? 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 All hail Plankton. What's going on here? Seize him, slaves! All hail Plankton. Yeah. Yeah, not here. Uh, no, it was going to be all hail Biden, actually, is what was supposed to happen, but... Uh... I'm looking at my phone here real quick. I just want to make sure that I'm not. My brain isn't being controlled by something else. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's fine. I guess. Oh, there it goes. Here it goes. This is a nationwide test of the emergency alert system issued by the Federal Emergency Management Agency, covering the United States from 2:20 to 2:40 p.m. Eastern Time. This is only a test. No action is required by the public. Well, I, I guess that's it. You know, only the government could take hundreds of millions of dollars into an agency and make an announcement on the radio sound like absolute crap, right? I mean, honestly, it was the guy talking through. What the hell? I mean, I couldn't... I, I could talk in his Coke bottle and I would sound better. Hold on. That's, that's even worse than a McDonald's drive-thru. I wanted to say, can I get fries? I want a large fry with that. I want a large fry. Can you at least? Well, is it hard to say, hey, this is a test of the EAS. Just checking to see if you're cool. Want you to know everything's fine right now. Well, that's what we get from the government. That's what you get from the government for your money. This is new from Jim Gossett about uh, Kevin McCarthy. He's looking for a job. There's a vacancy at the house, by the way. When Matt Gates gets mad. Posted it. And calls for a vote. You're wide open one. <laughs> blue Kevin. He's pretty blue today. Where McCarthy caves in. And he gets our goat. You know that he's done. Blue Kevin. <laughs> You'll see a smiling face hey. on Matt Gates while Rhino's pout. He did his best and wouldn't rest till Kev was out. Nope, 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 From nope, a coffee nope. we're free. Yeah, he's history. Bye-bye. We're happy without you. 
Kevin. <laughs> you hear Fox News whine, cause they are fine with Kevin's rule. <laughs> they must think that they can play us for a fool. When side deals you make, your job they will take. We're happy without you, Kevin. This is uh, Seb Gorka last night on uh, on Newsmax. This is just so good. I, I love uh, Seb Gorka. He he sounds like you know that uh, that scene in uh, All Star Wrestling when the when the, well this is old school where the uh, the announcer like Mean Gene is interviewing the uh, wrestler and he's you know I'm going to talk like this and I'm going to take him down and I'm going to crush him like that. That's what uh, this is what reminds me. Uh, Seb Gorka uh, reminds me of that. Here he is. Well, I did not see that coming. Not Kevin, As former fired. strategist of the president. Um, I shouldn't say that, I guess, but I don't think anybody did, and I especially don't think Kevin McCarthy <laughs> saw it coming. He's out. Yeah, it may just be temporary. Yeah, no, it's but not. that is a message. Yeah, it is. Even the people on Capitol Hill have had enough. Mm-hmm. Of course, the Democrats want their own speaker, and Kevin will come back probably. No, but the Patriots, at least eight of them, have sent a message. The question that was answered today is what have the Republicans done for us since January? This is where he starts talking like the wrestler, looking at the camera, grabbing the mic for Mean Gene. So many broken promises. You have the power of the purse, the most powerful power outside of being commander-in-chief. And what have you done with regards to persecution by the DOJ, the FBI, open borders, fentanyl run rampant across this nation. (laughs) Nothing. Letters? Letters? You didn't even subpoena Hunter Biden. Let this be a warning to the establishment. America is watching, and we've had enough. We respect the work of Matt Gates and all patriots. We salute you. Dang, that guy is good. <laughs> I think he's really, he's really good. He is really good. Uh, Seb Gorka, Seb Gorka. So um, the uh, Democrat mayors in uh, charge of America's biggest cities are completely wrecking the place. I've got some uh, details about Eric Adams. He's got bad news for uh, illegal aliens. I, I could say it now. Illegal aliens who should be deported. Uh, he's telling them, you're not going to get a five-star hotel if you stay here. I know, I know. It's a pretty big deal. Let's go to Michelle in West, Westminster. Hi there, Michelle. What's going on? Uh, not too much, my friend. How are you today? Uh, I couldn't be better. I'm on the radio, girl. <laughs> As am I. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> hey, um... My son and I have only had the indoor center for five years, but my day job, I have been a building permit expediter for 36 years, and I have watched how the government has turned from facilitator to obstructionist, and basically what they've done is they have forgotten or they choose to forget that they are public servants. We don't work for you. You work for us. We the people. And I think they're starting to get the point and realize we're tired of the sugar honey iced tea. We don't want to deal with it. And 
the last time I was on with you, I said I wanted to start a pack that said throw them all out. Yes. And in Maryland, I'm going to do that. Good. And I'm going to invite everybody who's listening, if you want to help me out with that, you know how to get a hold of me. Let's Michelle, now, uh, for those for those who don't know, uh, I'll just go ahead and let you have a free plug because you were sponsoring my event in Baltimore, November 16th. Tell everyone the name of your business. It's the Carroll Indoor Sports Center. There you go. I love to hear that. But you're saying that there is uh, kind of a, a feeling of arrogance and entitlement with regard to federal bureaucrats who like to exercise their power, and, and they, they get a joy out of watching you suffer. Just go to any DMV. You see it all the time. But that's what you're saying. It is. You don't see anything, anything, the DMV, the permit <laughs> office, any time that you call for help with whatever, any of the... 15,000 different agencies that each state seems to have and then double that for any of the federal agencies, there are so many layers of non-elected bureaucrats yes. that are making the, those are the ones that are making the decisions. And these dingbats in Congress, they don't even write the own daggone bills. They have somebody no. on K Street write it for them. Of course they, they do. What's going on? Yeah, and you know what, Michelle? Michelle, the, the federal budget is nothing more than a gravy train. And, and I'll bet you anything, we could slash that federal budget by half and still survive. Because it is nonsense. The, the crap, just in the DOD, just the, the number of buildings they own that are wasted, just the amount of money that they waste on nonsense. Uh, it is time for a come-to-Jesus moment for this government. And, and I hope it results in uh, not only some accountability, but also some people being, being uh, uh, indicted and tried and put in jail and the rest of them fired. And uh, welcome to the real world. Yeah, try to survive in your world, Michelle. Hey, th- good to hear from you i'm looking forward to seeing you and others in uh, in baltimore november 16th with jim gossett we, got, we, we sold out that sucker we sold it out in a couple couple days so it's going to be fun all right you hang in there okay you bet. things are going to get better things are going to get better you got to keep believing don't stop believing say it with me Hold on to that feeling. That's what you're going to, yeah, you were thinking that now that song's going to be in your head the rest of the day. And if it were any other song, you'd be like, oh, dang it, what'd you do that, Carson? But I put Journey, Don't Stop Believing in Your Head, and that's a good one. All right, we've got much more coming up, including uh, backlash against the trans nonsense and a trans park ranger. I wonder what Yogi and Boo Boo would say when he saw that. That's all coming up. This is The Rob Carson Show. What a day. What a week. I love it. I love a little chaos. I really do. It's about damn time Washington, D.C. had some chaos. Uh, I love the fact that, uh, that Matt Gates held an, uh, uh, a politician accountable for this, the contract he signed. That's what I love. And, and I know that many of you are upset about it. Maybe some of you. I don't think most people are that Matt Gaetz, uh, you know, stood up for principle. I don't think it was about him. You know, so like Mark Wayne Mullen was last night on uh, with Jesse Kelly. Oh, yeah, he did it for himself. No, he didn't. He didn't. He did what we asked him to do. Whatever. I got to play this. This is too good. This is too good. So a, a Walmart customer, uh, a customer on a motorized scooter had a meltdown and punched a cop in the face. Uh, this person is uh, has an issue with mobility because um, she eats too much. You know, this way it is. Uh, you know, uh, if you go to Disney World, you ever go to Disney World? 
Disney World, a lot of times, uh, people there are, uh, there are some heavy people there, and they use the mobility carts to get around. We used to have a drinking game. Uh, we would take a drink every time we saw one. I know it's very cruel or whatever. If you need a mobility, that's fine. I understand. I understand. Some people use them, though, and they really don't need them. But anyway, this woman is in a mobility cart. And she was starting to, I guess, steal some stuff. And, uh, and she, uh, uh, apparently, the police officer came over and uh, talked to her. And uh, she screamed at him. And uh, then she picked up a bottle of ginger ale and threw it at him. And then a bag of Lay's chips at the cashier next to her. And then she rifled through a, a aisle snack shelf. Uh, clearly has done that before. And uh, gets up from the motorized scooter because she didn't need it uh, and rummage through uh, other uh, stuff on the, on the shelf. So she's stealing all this stuff, right? And she thought she'd probably just get away with it. And uh, and then the, the police actually said, okay, we're going to take you in. And here's what she did. I go to Walmart about every other day. And it is anything but. There you go. Yeah, this is what happens when you tell people they're not responsible for anything because you know what uh, you know happened in history. That's what happens. And then you say, take a thousand dollars worth of stuff because you know you need to eat. <laughs> and uh, she got arrested. That makes me. That just makes me happy. It makes me happy when people get arrested who do stupid crap like that. Speaking of uh, stupid, n- uh, New York uh, Mayor Eric Adams. And if you don't believe he's not intelligent, just listen to him talk. Uh, he's going to visit Latin America to tell migrants they won't get five star hotels in the Big Apple. He's literally going to. He's going to find the source. He's going to find the, the reason why they're migrating. It's you know, global warming, climate change, whatever. No, no, it's, it's, it, we're letting them in, and it's, it's policy and all that. But, but he's departing on an international tour to Latin America to tell migrants that the city is at capacity as a huge swar- surge of asylum seekers overwhelms its social services. So he doesn't give a crap about the rest of the country. He doesn't want the border closed. He just doesn't want uh, the city to be bothered with it anymore. And I would assume a lot of people in the city do as well. But uh, anyway, here, here is the, uh, here is the uh, mayor yesterday saying, if you come to New York, you're not going to get a five-star hotel. Well, we're going to tell them uh, that coming to New York doesn't mean you're going to stay in a five-star hotel. How about just say it doesn't mean you get to stay in the country? Okay, doofus? Uh, it, it doesn't mean that the mere fact you come here, you automatically are going to be allowed to work, which, as you understand, uh, TPS w- was only given... Uh, to uh, those uh, Venezuelan. Yeah, you got to imagine uh, Joe Biden got something out of that Venezuela deal because we're also buying oil from a communist. Uh, we're going to tell them. Thinking somebody's palms got greased. What the real conditions are, the large number of thousands of people are living uh, in Congress, congregate settings. Uh, we know that there's a propaganda machine that, it, that basically uh, it has given the false promise 
of what life is like of being a migrant. It's not propaganda. It's policy. Asylum seeker. And we want to be honest with those. who Now, Kathy Hochul, who is, I mean, as uh, dim-witted as he is, she says, you know, while we got them here, uh, we also got some open jobs. So we might as well get them some jobs, then driver's license and the right to vote. Here's uh, Kathy Hochul. We have a two-for-one solution here. Now we have all these people who want to be here. I have all these jobs. And shouldn't be here. That are open. You marry the two together and you've solved the problem. Yeah, you know, and you know the amazing thing, when you hire people who legally, you can pay them a lot less. And, and then you can avoid hiring other people who, uh, who live here. And you cause the prices on all the wages to go into the toilet. There you go. Problems. So last month... I directed our State Department of, Ed Department of Labor and Roberta Reardon. I want to thank her for what she has done, especially during the pandemic, getting billions of dollars out to people who needed that unemployment check just to be able to survive. For your stupid uh, lockdowns and closings that never had to happen. Okay, I'm done with her. Then there's this. A union's proposed uh, homeless policy will deter 72% of Americans looking to book L.A. hotel rooms. Listen to this. More than 7 to 10 Americans would be deterred from booking a hotel in Los Angeles if hotels are forced to house homeless people next to paying guests. That's according to a new national poll commissioned by the American Hotel and Logic Association uh, conducted by Morning Consult. Uh, residents are set to vote in March 2024 on whether to require all local hotels to house homeless people next to paying guests as part of the ballot initiative proposed by Unite Here, a label a labor union that representatives uh, represents L.A. area hotel workers. This is the dumbest thing in the world. It's unconstitutional. Uh, this, these hotels have the right to commerce. Yeah, that's what they want to do. This is the insanity. The, and, and by the way, half of the hotel rooms on Manhattan are homeless now. They have homeless people in them. They have illegals in them now. Uh, in Staten Island, a modicum of common sense in an ocean of idiocy. A judge has agreed that illegal aliens have to go somewhere, not into his neighborhood. 110,000 illegals have shown up in New York in the last year. New York Mayor Adams uh, has set up tents, shelters, and camps everywhere, all this. Uh, one of the sites decided on was St. John Villa Academy building, a now-defunct school in Staten Island. The school has been the middle of a residential neighborhood, and the neighbors have said no. And a judge said, no, but bye Staten Island Supreme Court Justice Wayne Ozzie ruled that a right to shelter likely does not exist in the state's constitution. Therefore, the Adams administration needs to move illegals out of the school. Good. And then there's this. E, you know, you just heard the EAS test where the government uh, has an agency that, that, that put their budgets hundreds of billions of dollars. And they put together an EAS test you can't understand. There you go. That's what they did. That's the multi-billion dollar agency. They sent out an EAS test you can't understand. <laughs> See, people have been doing this since about 1926. Hello, I'm on the radio. And look how crystal clear my voice is. But anyway, uh, New York City is just like any uh, governmental agency. Uh, they're $20,000 a month migrant tent. So each asylum seeker gets a cot in a tent uh, at Randall's Island. And guess what? $20,000 per migrant in a tent. And they're having to sleep with plastic sheets because the tent's leaking. And it's raining. Okay. Go to a place that does um, wedding reception rentals. 
all right? They deal with the most insane Karens ever in the history of mankind. And I mean that in a good way. Women who are going to get married are insane. I'm just going to tell you, and if there was a drop of water, even a, a little condensation on the tent above the wedding party table, it would be over. So I'm suggesting that the state of New York just go to one of those places that rents uh, wedding reception tents because they never leak. Because if they do, you've got to deal with a, a bride who presumably is only going to get married once in her life, and you better make it right. I'm just thinking. Just thinking out loud here. Just kind of thinking out loud. Oh, and a strong majority of swing voting uh, independents say the southern border is open and the border laws unenforced, according to Harris poll. Harvard. Harvard Harris. Overall, 56% of uh, 2,123 registered voters told the pollsters the uh, southern border is largely open and laws unenforced. Well, no kidding. Including 78% of Republicans, 57% of independents, and 36% of, uh, of clueless Democrats who only watch ABC, CBS, NBC, PBS, NPR. Uh, a little bit of bad news. I know American savings drying up as the amount of families having reserve hits pre-pandemic levels for the very first time. This is a uh, report from Bloomberg and the San Francisco Federal Reserve. So middle class having their cash savings drop below pre-pandemic levels. You got to figure out what to do with your money. You got to figure out where you're going to be in five years and who the hell knows that, where that's going to be. You never know with real estate. You know what you, you could look at is maybe investing some of your money in precious metals. How about that? That's a good idea. Yesterday I had a, uh, I had a delightful conversation with the president, the man in charge for 30 years of Swiss America. And he's in it for, I mean, he's in it for the long haul. And he's, I, this, this conversation, it was fascinating to hear. When he started, gold was three fifty dollars an ounce. If he had uh, invested at $2,000 an ounce now approximately, which way outpaces inflation. And right now, Swiss America will send you the secret war on cash because there is an all-out war on cash. You've heard about Joe Biden. He wants to digitize the currency. They're doing it in China with the social credit scores and all of that. You want to learn about precious metals, all you got to do is get this fantastic report. It's called The Secret War on Cash, and your copy is free. If you've got a little laying around, you've got a 401k over here. It's not performing very well, a little bit of money in that. Or more, it doesn't matter. Just go ahead and give them a call and mention my name, okay? Get a free copy of The Secret War on Cash. You can call or text this number. Include my name, Rob Carson, okay? 800-289-2646. 800-289-2646. This is an all-out war on cash, including digital forms of currency. Read The Secret War on Cash. Get to know Swiss America and Precious Metals, the only company that I recommend so text Rob Carson when you text to the number, 800-289-2646, or you can visit SwissAmerica.com slash Carson. Message and data rates do apply. And, uh, and finally, uh, at least illegal, uh, 11 illegal alien men, illegal alien men are accused of having been involved in a house of terrors in a small town in Bemidji, Minnesota, where at least three young girls were drugged, tied up, and raped. 11-year-old girl presented herself to the Sanford Bemidji Medical Center's emergency uh, department to report she'd been assaulted. 
they began looking for a residence where this uh, took place. The victim said she was staying, staying with an adult male. Uh, when he put her in a car, other men uh, put a bag over her head. The uh, person who led it is 22-year-old Oscar Ernesto Luna of Mission, Texas. He uh, raped her while four other men watched. She was tied up unconscious in a closet. 16-year-old girl was also tied up. Two other girls were also tied up. Yeah, 11 illegals who uh, were turned over the, to the DHS. The DHS that is allowing military-age males unscreened to come across our southern border uh, as fast as they can come in. Uh, that's one of the reasons why Kevin McCarthy was fired. I just wanted you to know that. That's uh, one of the many reasons why uh, Kevin McCarthy was uh, was let down, was fired. Oh, I got to tell you this. This is pretty cool. So remember what I mentioned. Uh, this, if you haven't heard this, let me play this real quick. And if you don't know what it is, don't tell anybody. Uh, if you if you do if you do know what it is, don't tell anybody. If you don't listen to this voice, it's pretty good. Well, I know. really a big country guy, although I'm really getting into some new country that's just excellent. That's Laura Trump. That's Laura Trump. And guess what? Because she has a name Trump, they're shutting her down. I won't back down. Her cover's been censored on a Times Square billboard with a billboard company refusing to print her name on the cover art or promote the song. Yeah. This is the kind of crap that's going on. The company TSS Entertainment suggested they could put Laura but admit Trump in the text of the billboard, citing the word Trump as an issue, according to emails obtained by Breitbart News. Uh, and, and I'm sure she's being uh, censored in, in numerous other ways because her name is Trump. Uh, Apple Music was suppressing visibility of the song on its release day Friday, according to a report of the Daily Mail. Included a screenshot of Apple's search function where the song cannot be found in top results for a query of the exact name of the song. When you search for I Won't B Back Down on Apple Music, Lara's rendition of the song does not come up in the results. You click on Lara's name, the tune only appears eight below other songs, including parody tracks like a fake rap battle between her father-in-law and Hillary Clinton. They control so many ways that we express ourselves, and I want to say to the censors, congratulations for creating a number one hit, because it will be there. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. A uh, little Foo Fighters for you. So, uh, I think uh, we've waited long enough for a gender confusion update, and this is a doozy. Gender confusion. What is my gender today? Hey, hey. Gender confusion. Hey, hey. I teach my elementary school students about gender identity. Okay, so this is kind of interesting. The Swimming World Cup has decided to scrap its plans to host an open category event. You know why? 
Nobody signed up for it. You know why? Because the dudes always beat the girls, even when they're transgender. If you're born a dude uh, versus born a girl and you compete in an open category, the born girls always get their butts kicked. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So there's no interest in it. Uh, basically, there's a, a group of people who are born men who become women in athletics because they're losers as men. That's what it is. That's what this story is about. A male cross-country runner in Maine competed against girls, was accused of cheating. After he placed fifth despite being ranked lower than 170th in his district when racing against boys, Soren Stark Chessa from Maine Coast Waldorf School, a private uh, school in Freeport, was ranked 172nd as a freshman. As a sophomore, began racing against girls. Now reportedly ranked fourth in the female rankings, recently finished fifth in Maine. The boy finished with a race time of 18-11, bumping a young girl named Abby out of a top five and, by the way, uh, won another race uh, uh, and beat the second-place finisher, a girl, by a minute and 42 seconds. And Dad's apparently had enough of it. This is a dad along the running route when the boy ran by and he said, Way to cheat, bro. Way to cheat, bro. Way to cheat, bro. Yeah, that's the way you should be treated. Sorry. Uh, you know, this is, this is they're, they're, that's a death of shame. It's uh, men who are so weak in their own division that they decide to become women to, uh, to suddenly, uh, you know, compete with them and beat them. And that's really, it's, it's the death of shame. Then there's Secretary Deb Holland of the Interior Secretary. She's a, she's a buffoon. She did a... Patagonia, a self-described professional homosexual and queer environmentalist. They did a video at Stonewall National Monument. Listen to this nonsense. Patty, I am so excited to be here with you at Stonewall National Monument with these beautiful flags behind us. Tell me, in your own words, why places like this, like Stonewall, are so important to telling America's story. It's mm, a great question. You know, I don't have time to finish this. I will have to finish tomorrow. It was, uh, trust me, it was nonsensical, but I am up against a hard break. You know, that EAS test and everything kind of pushed everything back. <laughs> let's, uh, let's go ahead and take a break, come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. Guys, that's going to do it for the show. It was a good one, red hot with the firing of Kevin McCarthy. Check out the podcast and share at Newsmax.com slash listen. We are winning. Good is winning. And you have a glorious day. Until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid. I'll see you there.